Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Average Roundup. Entertain up. Uh, fucking <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Dude, just throw us in, man. Come on. Yeah, welcome to the Average. <laughs> just throw us in. Welcome to the Average Roundup Wrestling Edition. Your host, as always, Savage Lily. And my co host, Quincy's Mark. Quincy. I did the cross for anybody who didn't see. Oh, we're cursed. Oh, we're cursed. Oh, my God. You screwed it? The first bit. The first bit screwed it. <laughs> we're talking about it. I'm in an entertainment high. I got all my stuff ready to record fucking some other nonsense that I have to do. Um, wrestling happened. Like, just, fuck it. I just, I just jump right into it. We passed I'll, fast lane. We I'll, open, I'll, I'll open and just say I'm greatly satisfied with the bulk of the stories that WWE's put through in the past couple of weeks. I'm actually surprised. I'm so, enjoying this road. So we're officially in the road to um, WrestleMania, which sucks because the idea is that uh, why is there a pay- why should there be a pay-per-view between Rumble and Mania? It just feels like that was dragging on a little, but now we're officially where we have to be. We're and this just straight ahead to Mania. Be- no be- looking back. Because we we need to put asses in seats and bring in that revenue. That that's why it's a pay-per-view in between Mania. All right. So, what do you thought? Of, so, before we get started, what do you thought of like this week? You, you already said pretty much your piece. You thought awesome it was great. Awesome week. Awesome week. Awesome promos. Awesome feuds being built. So let's so let's start. Ready then. to dive in. Yeah. So let's start with the raw raw. Now, 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 do not bring up anything before you bring up the Triple H and Batista promo. Okay. Give me what I want. I'll get you what you want. Give me what I want. I'll give you what I want. Give me what I want. I'll wait, tell wait you what I, I want. I thought you were fighting me. No, I'll tell I you what I want. I thought you were fighting me. No. <laughs> no, he's like, give me what I want. I'm not giving you what you want. Give me what I want. I'm not giving you what you want. Give me what I want. What do you want? I want a match at Mania. I want to kick your ass. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you what you want. So this is the most cut clean story. No hurdles. Uh-huh. No complications. Yeah. Except just a 70-year-old man on the floor. If you if you paid attention to them laying the groundwork earlier at, what, was it SmackDown 1000? Yes. You're a bit confused at why Batista's the heel in this, but then you realize there's awesome promos being set, and this is going to be an awesome match, and you completely ignore that stuff. The best part is a no-holds-bar match, which means that even if Batista's, like, ring rust, they could just beat the shit out of each other. Well... He's fifty year old man, so they need it. <laughs> and Triple H is like forty nine. Yeah, Hunter's almost. Hunter's almost fifty. That's I think Batista's got two or three years on Hunter. That's crazy, man. Evolution is a mystery. <laughs> oh man, I've been holding that one for a, for a week. Don't so no, this promo was awesome. Don't no sell me. So, so this promo was awesome between the two. Intense, great back and forth. Batista looking very classy, bringing out the Guardians of the Independent scene. That was such a great line. Great line. <laughs> I can't. I can't believe it. Were, do you recognize any of the indie guys, or were just, they were just just full on just? No, 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 no. I don't recognize any of them. They probably just got somebody local. Yeah, pretty much. They're, they're, they're probably nothing special yet. But just some local guys. Man, that told when I went to like uh, the, one of the local indie shows here. Under it was like the ring under the church. That was great, man. Oh, 
like there was this just massive fat dude wearing a bane mask it was incredible i loved it so much anyway so let's start the raw rush uh now that we have that amazing promo out of the way let's start with a a bunch of promos that kind of mesh together because of just the way that it was you know talk about the uh the the shield stuff in the beginning because i have that in my notes i have that in my notes yeah, that's what I was going to say. So we start with Roman, Seth and Dean just come out. And again, I said it last week. I think I said it the week before. But man, it's 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 actually pretty interesting seeing Roman be so over. Well, when you let a guy be genuine and you let him speak from the heart and his character is authentic, what do you think is going to happen? People are going to love him. They're going to love him to death, which means we got to overbuck him. No, so... Not yet, not yet, not yet. Wait, wait till postmania. You'll see it. You'll see it. Roman did the majority of the bulk, uh, had the bulk of the of this promo where he pretty much just um, thanked everybody for the support. He said that Dean was off doing something, and Dean seemed a little checked out. But that kind of clashed about what happened later because we'll get to that. It's almost as if his contract's up. But go on. And then it was time to actually tackle the real, the real meat of this of this situation. There's still a universal championship match that we have to go against, and uh, they gave it to Seth. That was so underwhelming. I know Seth was about to say this, this. This feud is so underwhelming now. What do you mean? There hasn't been a lot of focus because, for obvious reasons, Lesnar's not there, and it seems like everything's taken a backseat to Ronda, Becky, Charlotte. And, not, and let's not forget that Roman came back, and that super overshadowed everything. At least it shadowed everything towards a road to Fastlane. Yeah, it's almost as if Seth didn't win the Royal Rumble. Roman would be right back in that main event. <laughs> but since he's a S.H.I.E.L.D. brother, we're not going to touch it. Don't worry, post-mania, he'll be back where he needs to be. I love how Dean is the only one that took on Lesnar once. And like I think, I think he even had like the worst... The worst match. They've all taken on Lesnar. What are you talking about? No, I mean, like, Roman took him twice, and Seth's about to take him on twice. No, I mean, if you count the triple threat... Seth's about to take him on twice. I mean, do you count the triple threat he cashed in? Oh, I thought you were talking about the triple threat at the Rumble. No, I'm talking about the... Oh, no, that in Battleground. No. I I already counted Battleground. I already counted Battleground. That was their singles match. Okay, and the triple threat with Cena. I had the triple threat with Cena at the Royal Rumble. I thought that was what we were talking about. I didn't count Mania because Mania was a cash-in. But the cash-in turned into a triple threat. I was having this conversation. He didn't do anything. But he didn't do anything. They went straight to the finish. Because they turned into a triple threat, though. Yeah, but I don't count it as a match. I don't count it as a match with Lesnar. They went straight to the finish, and he got the curb stomp off of Reigns. Fair enough. Fair enough. Last time it was called curb stomp. What is it called now? Just stomp? It's just a stomp. It sounds stupid. Uh, yeah, because when I think stomp, I think like like something more le- less like 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 death space. See, see, I advocated for the blackout. Nah, just call it the blackout. No, because you got because you already have the black mass, and that's what they. Who ca- cares? They called they called Alistair Black up off of some random idea that Vince had. Did it really matter? You know, it did matter. The rest of this, the rest of the segment, where uh, Paul Heyman decides to give us a little bit of history lesson on Brock Lesnar, and then we got Shelton Benjamin. Oh yeah, the sneak attack. That was weird. You know they had a little exclusive thing up on their, I think it's their their website, their YouTube page, and it was just like, 
it was Heyman going down all of this stuff with Shelton Benjamin. He's really putting him over. He's talking about him being the tag team partner with Brock Lesnar. It just just really putting him over as this guy that was uh, that that definitely knew a lot about Lesnar and was around Lesnar. And it was just like he really poised him up where it's like, well, Seth, if you're going to beat Lesnar, you have to go through his buddy Shelton Benjamin. And then he, then Paul Heyman also pretended to be on the phone, kind of getting Brock's okay to Sheldon to attack Seth or, to attack, uh, Seth or something. I didn't hear anything about that. Okay. I yeah, I didn't hear anything about that. I mean, I could be wrong. It's just I didn't remember hearing anything about it. So the pro, so the the, the match pretty much like uh, everything with the opening promos and the match just kind of bled together, which was a big thing about this episode of Raw. There was a lot of promo heavy, and the action was okay. I don't mind promo heavy. I mean, I, I, I guess to chime in with kind of some of the stuff that Undertaker was saying a while back, it's like when I think of pro wrestling in my head, I think of the theater. beautifully told stories and great promos leading up to great matches. So the idea that they didn't throw a lot of like wrestling matches on the show especially matches that i wouldn't care about or be invested in was was nice see because we started watching uh sunday night heat and it was just like what three minute long matches oh man dude that was a breath of fresh air this <laughs> is like you're coming you're coming from from current wwe product and going into monday night heat and it was just like <laughs> it was like they were trying to catch your attention and keep your attention it's like bang we're here bang we're here bang we're there bang we're there bang we're there, there there's kane there's there's the brute and you don't know how we got there no no one knows how we got there so let's talk about so what what else happened in the raw um Again, you want to talk about you want to talk about the right that was that that was uh, corrected the wrong that was corrected. Finn Balor. Yeah. Oh. This this heel got exactly what he deserved. So let's 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 set the stage. Finn decides to take on Bobby Lashley to defend his title, and then in the middle of a match, a, a shady, very short looking child wearing a hoodie enters. Twenty four karat gold, baby. It rings the bell and like you can clearly tell it this is was a disqualification. <laughs> the only time, okay, I think when the, when I think of hooded figures in the last like maybe three years, I think Sami Zayn was the one that could clearly tell was Sami Zayn where he helped Kevin Owens against Shane Man. The only time it was oh, that was a swerve. That was the swerve though. But he was wearing Sami Zayn gear. Like, you could tell it was Sami Zayn. No, no, no. I understand it was Sami Zayn, but the idea was it was a swerve. He was conflicted. And instead of helping Shane, I think it was the Hell in a Cell match. And instead of helping Shane, he helps Kevin Owens. The only time I was generally surprised about the person in the hood was, I think, Luke Harper. I was not expecting Luke Harper. I forgot what the context was, but I know he helped the match or something. He came back from an injury and he removed the hoodie and it's Luke Harper. L- Luke Harper has come back from injury many times. I know. More, more. Who, who, who got injured more? Who got Eric Rowan. Okay. Eric Rowan. Anyway, so Finn costs Finn loses the IC belt that he never defended, and he won fraudulently because Bobby Lashley was right. He said that he never pinned him, and he never pinned Bobby Lashley for the belt. So Bobby Lashley beats him to get the belt. Where's this heading? Uh. Yeah, my that, money. That's a good question. My money's still in the bank for the triple threat of mania. Triple threat with who? Leo Rush, Bobby Lashley, 
and Finn. No. That they, doesn't make any sense to me. They have two weeks to give Leo to really have Leo betray Bobby. And I think I think the perfect way of betraying him would have been make sure he didn't win his belt back. Now I, mean, I think Leo has it all planned out. He's taking the IC title to Predator. <laughs> You've been sipping on this Becky Lynch promo. <laughs> Leo's playing his 4D chess. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna make him win the belt just to have him lose it at Mania. Okay, that's it. I have, we have to talk about this. What's with your 4D chest? This is like the fifth time you keep on bringing it up. What the fuck is 4D chest? Where it's just like, well, it, it's kind of like. Well, you think I'm doing one thing, but actually, I've been thinking this all along, and I've made sure that this stuff happened because it's leading to a plan that didn't make sense, but I orchestrated it. I wasn't confused. I wasn't taken off guard. I wasn't wronged. I have this under control. You'll see. It's in a plan. Oh, I thought 5D chess was like three boards. Or some nonsense like that. Like, well, 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 it is. It generally is nonsense. It's just it's it's when they it's when you try to justify something like that's completely logical. You ever seen those cartoons where they make up fake board games and it's just like the most complex ass looking board? Like you don't even know what the fuck's happening, but allegedly something cool is happening. Like Yu Gi Oh. Are you talking about when Yugi's grandpa went into the TV? Because that was some trippy stuff. No, I'm talking about Dungeon Dice Monsters. What else was there? There was Dungeon Dice Monsters. Capsule Monsters. Capsule Monsters. Which I remember remember being cool for a little bit, but not cool anymore. Yeah, remember the original rules for Yu-Gi-Oh? The show was weird. Dude, you can't talk about first season Yu-Gi-Oh and talk about the rules of Yu-Gi-Oh because... Like that window over there, that that's where the rule book goes. Nah, man. Remember Mystic Elf? She's a woman, so she doesn't fall for Mystic Eyes. <laughs> ah. <laughs> We're not turning this into Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. Anyway, let's talk about Ronda Rousey. I'm thinking about that one scene with Panic and Panic's talking to his monsters. It's like, no monsters, run, fly away from the attack. What? <laughs> oh, we derailed hard. We derailed hard. Dude, watch it. Dude, watch it. It's Yugi, it's Yugi versus Panic. It's hilarious. It's back in it's back in the Duelist Kingdom saga. It's it's hilarious. Oh boy, I'll take your word on it, dude. Alright, so Let's um, go straight to Rhonda? Yeah, so Rhonda what? There's nothing else. So what, Rhonda hates Kayfabe? Uh, Rhonda just strikes me as being very bitter. Now, before we dig deeper into it, have you seen the videos the vlog videos i've heard a lot about ronda in this video so the video uh, so uh, you and you are a smart man you know that it's staged what you're telling me it's not real what you're telling me ronda's getting paid to do this no i I love uh, so now so ronda's a heel we understand that i was right I will admit that I was right, and you get to go fuck yourself, because I always said Ronda should just be healed. Granted, it makes Charlotte completely irrelevant. And, and this is where the problem is, and two, you weren't right. <laughs> they did this because it was reactionary, and Ronda's being very emotional about it. Now, my my biggest gripe, as I said before, like, I don't mind breaking kayfabe. The only thing I do mind, the only kayfabe I think should stay the same is uh, don't say the moves are terrible. Don't say anything about the moves. But that I think we can tackle that when we talk about SmackDown. 
I want another certain move. But first, Ronda's new persona. She hates wrestling. She hates playing. She's not so fake. She's just bitter. She she's bitter. She she came into well, it, the story is that she came into this industry and she she thought that you know she would be open and welcome, and she got booed in her hometown, and that really took to her. That's that's why I'm saying Ronda's being very emotional about it. She's like, you guys are a bunch of bitches. You guys want to see real wrestling? You got to pay $50 to watch me fight Becky. No, First of- no, no. It's $60 for an arm bar, dude. Get your prices right. First of all, who still buys pay-per-view? To get your you're, free- not bu- you're not buying the pay-per-view. You're buying the experience of Ronda teaching you how to put on an arm bar. Do you want Shane McMahon to teach you how to put on an arm bar? We'll take you back to Fastlane. See how much quality you get there. <laughs> Come on, dude. When they intercepted each other in the middle of the air in Fastlane, I will admit that was the most anime thing I ever seen in my life. Yeah, but the way Shane fell, it's like he was going to die. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think Shane should retire with Kurt this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Nothing can stop the macho man. (laughs) Um, I can dig it. (laughs) So anyway, Ronda Rousey's game premises. Wrestling's fake. It's all all fake. How, How far can she stretch this? She was... To me, the, the, uh, to me, this is... They, they've gone too far. Ron's character can't go further than this. To me, she hasn't gone far enough. She will literally... I tell her next week, she's gonna say, It's so fake! She's gonna... Uh, <laughs> we failed! Uh, I, think, I think this podcast is cursed. Dude. They... No, hold on, hold on. No, she hasn't gone far enough. I think next week, she's going to literally tell the cameraman, follow me, we're going to gorilla position. See all this? That's the board where the decisions are made. Dude, you they're going to the make me go on a piss break when this match comes at Mania. Now with, now with how bad our seats are. What? I worked very hard to try to get us the best seats possible for our budget. If you want it, if you want it to spend $800, $900 on a seat, you can. I'm not. Eh, you're right. Probably gonna have a few hot dogs and probably get plastered. Can I pregame? Do whatever you want, dude. I will pregame. You can do whatever you want. It's the first and last mania I'm going to. Anyway, let's talk about the shiny beacon of this promo. Dana Brooke. And she decides to show up and says, shiny beacon? I have, I believe in wrestling. I have gained respect in the people in the locker room. And I don't I like don't, you. I don't get... A lot of screen time, but I care about these fans. <laughs> Don't uh, get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It was uh, it, it was much better than I thought it'd be. It's not quite where it needs to be, and I knew she's gonna get destroyed when she came out. But God bless her, man. She she got squashed super hard, um, and. I don't know what this is gonna go with with Rhonda. Oh yeah, Rhonda Rhonda gave her uh, her her foolish explanation for why she did her stuff at Fastlane. I do have one thing to say about the uh, about the way they're they're handling this, and we'll get to it when I when we reach SmackDown. Remind me, because sometimes I forget. I've been noticing. Uh, let's keep on going. After Black and Ricochet took on uh, Chad uh, Chad Gable and everybody say it with me, the glorious Bobby Roode. And uh, Ricochet and Aster won. Next. Kurt Angle announced his farewell match is going to be at WrestleMania. And he decided to take on Apollo Crews just to teach him a lesson about uh, thinking he could get over 
by going against Kurt Angle. And guess what? He lost. I mean, granted, Apollo Crews was the best opponent because at least he sold him like a champ. And you can tell. And so you can. Wait, s- you're you're admitting Apollo Cruz is good, right? No, I'm just. Do, a- do we need to send him over to SmackDown so he can take on a uh, Mister Mister Langston? So so we can we can test this thing. Are you bringing that back? Are you really bringing in? That I mean, pr- you're praising Apollo Cruz, and and I spoke well of Apollo Cruz, but. Do you yeah. want? Do you want to let the people know what we're arguing about? No, we. They don't have to. Oh boy! You don't have to. You can make. You can make premium content. That way, you can hide the fact that you're wrong. No, no, no! I will never. I'm right all the time. We have a list that says I'm right. Anyway. Yeah. It also said. It also said Raul wrote the list. Breaking kayfabe. Oh no! You <laughs> see, you're as bad as Rhonda. <laughs> Here's here's worse. We're actually two people <laughs> sitting in one room talking into individual mics. Oh no! <laughs> Are you saying I'm not a flower? No. <laughs> there anything else you? <laughs> there anything else you want to talk about on Raw? Uh, I think I think we beat Raw too. I think yeah. We no no wait. We kind of have to wait. Alexa's just hosting WrestleMania. That oh yeah, that's right. That's like a small little tidbit for me. Yeah yeah. She they built it up well. They built it up well. I'm, I'm surprised she's super excited about hosting WrestleMania and not being on the card. I mean. It's the best they can do for her, especially because, again... She's injured. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Elias promo. Elias killed... Elias killed... Uh, no, he'll say. No, he'll say. Got dreads now. He's feeling, a, he's feeling the glow, man. Yeah, what he's the... feeling the glow. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Thank you. Someone's with me. When I saw the thumbnail, I thought I, saw, I, thought I was watching a brand new wrestler until I read that it was No, he'll say. No, I see it like I see it like uh, it was like a picture on like Facebook or Instagram, and it, it showed that No, he'll say had new hairstyle, and I was just like, why? That was like it was like why? when you it was like when you played Fable Two, and you bought the Castle Fairfax, and you finished the dungeon, and the final thing that happens is this potion that looks like a penis, and when you drink it. The potion changes your gender, but it automatically saves the game. And that's, I think, that's what happened to Naomi. How's my nerd? Oh, okay. You made it make sense. You made it make sense. (laughs) How's my nerd alert? I lost you. Oh, yeah. It's super, it's super, super going crazy. I love Fable 2. Natalia, Natalia versus Nia Jack. That wasn't even a match. Yeah, true. Yeah, that wasn't even a match. That was more like a segment. So, Beth Phoenix. Uh, we talked about this before we started. I fell asleep during Fastlane. Um, why is Beth Phoenix... Wasn't Beth Phoenix a heel? Like, when she was... Because correct me if I'm wrong. When she was a Glamazon, wasn't she a heel? Kinda. So why is she with Natalia Beth Phoenix? over. They, they, they were friends at some point. They worked together years ago. Okay. Uh, what else are we missing? Doesn't, was- doesn't stop Nia Jackson Tamina from being terrible, though. Okay. We're not missing anything important. No, we're the, not the, missing anything. The imp- main event. Nothing important here. Let you, me just you're say. You're gonna tell me about. You're gonna tell me about Drew McIntyre and what is it? Ambrose in the main event. And Ambrose losing again. Well, they had a hell of a match. They had they had a hell of an extreme rules match, which doesn't mean much because there's not real wrestling Wait, happening. Where? What's your opinion on on kind of matches like this where they can just go around the ring and you know it's not really like. You're not really. You're getting excited of seeing them all over the place, but you're not really seeing anything. Very, very house show like. I'm not. I'm not directly sold on it. it. Just seems like 
okay, we can't put together a good enough match in a ring. We need to dance, dance around it and add a little extra onto it. So, so let's talk about this for a second. Uh, McIntyre's role to Mania of now is he's destroying the shield. He can't touch Rollins because Rollins has to take on Lesnar. But he's going to, what, attack Roman at the... Uh, uh, that's... He, he attacked Roman on this show. And then, he's, and then they're just going to battle a lot of Mania? I don't uh, want that. We would assume so. I don't want that at all. Okay. Well, I guess that's where all then. I mean, McIntyre is heavily cooled off for me, so. I still love McIntyre. He still looks like a man. Somebody has to. Yeah. He's been he's been ruined in too many storylines for me. It's is it Baron is it the Baron like the Baron storyline thing that kind of ruined him because he just became a lackey. No, he got beat by a man that's not on television right now. Then he got put with Corbin, who's been. He, he's been this makeshift excuse that WWE's put up and it's like oh well you know all of the bad stuff that we were doing at Corbin era it's all his fault and this and that and it has nothing to do with our writing but it was his fault oh and uh, Braun Strowman advertised his new toy because he destroyed a car oh yeah I heard that I heard that they sent emails out moments after they did that segment with Strowman destroying that car and and then if you go to wshop.com, there's a toy of Braun Strowman destroying a car. Mm-hmm. That's yep. beautiful. That's great merchandising mm-hmm. right there. Now that car looked really fucking like like they grabbed the most like bolted like those, those wheels those doors weren't bolted in. That I could destroy that fucking. Yeah, but why can't we? Why can't we have the ambulance that Braun Strowman? <laughs> With a grappling hook, <laughs> flipped over. I would love it if, as soon as Ron, you know what could have, you know, could have made the storyline better. If as soon as Braun Strowman picked up the door of that car, Ronda Rousey should have come off from under the car and said, "See, I told you, it's fake. Here's the hinges." There you go. Now you're following this Ronda meme. It's perfect. Yeah, Ronda should just destroy. This is okay. a gimmick. This is a gimmick car. They made it easier for him to break. He didn't have actual physical human strength to break a full car, unlike Lesnar. All right, time for the SmackDown Dash. Um, <laughs> was that Lightning McQueen? For some reason. Damn, I hadn't hear, I haven't heard that in forever. I seen Cars one, two. I thought you saw Cars three. No, I never saw three. Oh, okay. I saw a trailer for three. It was bad. No, I saw the first trailer. It was just badass. Then the second trailer made me realize it's a car movie. <laughs> <laughs> then you realize it was a Pixar car movie. Wait. Ugh. <laughs> I put, I put I put the car franchise like in the same category as fighting Dorothy. Just wasn't necessary to happen. I mean, money says a lot. I mean, they're doing a Toy Story four. Money says a lot. Don't get me started on Toy Story four. Don't get money me st- says a lot. No, I'm not doing Toy Story four. I'm not talking about that. Fucked up Story four, man. Disney can't hear you. There's too much money in there. <laughs> Where are they right now? They're with a the little Mexican chick, right? Like they're in her attic or her room or some nonsense like that. Heck, if I know. Have you seen Toy Story 3? 3? I've seen bits and pieces of 3. Which one have you seen? At least seen? I can remember. I thought we were talking about 4. Yeah. So, 3 ends with, with uh, what's his face? With Andy giving the toys away. Yeah, the little Mexican girl. Okay. Yeah. So, are they with the little Mexican girl still? Perhaps. Okay. Uh, anyway, let's talk about the best in the world. Ciao. Shaming man, the greatest heel of all time. He, at this point, he's just a man in a midlife crisis. He's gonna come riding a motorcycle or riding a Chevrolet to the ring and pretty much telling everybody to suck his wiener. Uh, he convinced me another to. Another bitter my, guy. 
No, he convinced me to how much of a heel he is by having the ref call him the best in the world. Dude, that was the best part of this promo. The promo was okay. It was okay. Good, good, um, good material. The promo, because the promo was a little counterproductive because he talked about how he's tired of giving people opportunities and he's tired of people using him. But then you look at his job description, he literally is the boss and it is his job to give people opportunities to hire the best of the best. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think what he's talking about is just like he gives, gives, gives. And, and now he's just trying to take stuff for himself. And he's had so much fun beating Mrs. Ass that he's going to do it towards Mania. And I cringe and groaned at the idea that this match was made official. Weird that Miss wasn't in this promo, which I guess is because he beat his ass too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they they, they wrote him out for the week for the beating. Lame. That's fine. That's fine. Maybe uh, maybe he's gonna spend more time in Cleveland or or around his wife. Oh, the film Miss and Mrs. Have not, you seen? Have you seen that? Have you seen Miss and Mrs. Beef? I heard. I heard it's. Better than you would expect. It's better than Chelsea. <laughs> I don't stick around USA after <laughs> No, now it's all about Temptation Island. Three episodes left, by the way. Oh, yeah, Temptation Island. That's a funny concept for a show. That's great, man. It's like just a bunch of horny 30-something-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's, put, let's put them all together. Let's see who won't cheat on their loved one. Well, we put them in a line of people that are willing to cheat. I know, right? It's almost as if the show's rigged. Oh, <laughs> I man. need Rhonda here. Oh, Rhonda's like, they're I... not really together, you see? <laughs> Shane is not the real best in the world. <laughs> That's a gimmick they wrote from that pay-per-view Crown Jewel. That's the same trophy that they gave Braun Strowman. <laughs> At Crown Jewel. No, the World's Greatest Rumble. No, that's a fake. See, Rhonda would have told you that the pay-per-view was Crown Jewel. She would have gone back in time. Remember when Mr. Man was going to give the the trophy of of his dad to to a serving superstar? Rhonda should have been like, that trophy is the Houston for another promo like years ago. You know what I'm waiting for them to do? Put heel Shane with heel Brian. I thought they were going to do it. They don't have to do it this week. Do it next week. Those two storylines should nowhere cross. No, no, no. Don't have them directly interfere. Just like passive interactions, just to kind of give that that uh, that little note that, hey, these two were general manager and commissioner together. See, you say that, and then next thing you know, you're going to have a tag match with Shane and Daniel Bryan taking on The Miz. And- we had a tag match with Shane and, the Miz. <laughs> Shane and Daniel Bryan at the previous Mania. And let's talk about this tag team division. The Usos cut a promo that I guess they don't even know who they're taking on in Mania. And I feel bad that... Have we even talked about... Have they even mentioned the Andre the Giant Memorial? Is that actually happening this year? Why would they mention it? That's just like goes without saying, right? Yeah, it's kind of like an abyss that certain people fall into because they obviously don't have WrestleMania matches. They want to leave that hope out that maybe your favorite character is going to have a, a, a WrestleMania match before they condemn them to the Battle Royal. So now let's talk about Ricochet, Alistair Black, and the Hardy Boys taking on the bar and Shinsuke Nakamura. And Ruth. Do we have to? I just cry myself at night. With my Shinsuke body pillow about how much they buried him, man. I'm waiting for us to move on to something I care about. <laughs> okay, well, okay, well, another thing that I kind of want to ask you. What does Alistair and Ricochet have in common that they want to team up with the Hardy Boys? 
Other than that, other than I'm pretty sure they're baby faces. Other than I'm pretty sure that the Hardys and Alistair probably listen to the same type of music. They're baby faces. All right, all right. Well, that was a good match. So let's talk about the other good promo. AJ Styles calls out Randy Orton, or no, what? Randy Orton starts first. Yes, and runs down AJ Styles. What's your overall opinion on Randy Orton? He's a he's a legend. Dude can do what he's doing right now for the next 10, 15 years, and it will still be awesome. That guy has good mic skills. Wrestling, eh. Dude, he's hella consistent. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's not, he's not exciting all the time, and I get that, but he's consistent in the ring. And if you're ever in a spot where you need someone to elevate to a top guy position, maybe someone gets injured, he's the guy you go to. I guess. So this promo was pretty much about how they just lived two very different careers. Where Randy Orton they just... They did. They did. Randy Orton was handpicked and chosen and the youngest world heavyweight champion. Uh, and, and because... Don't know how he won the belt, but youngest world heavyweight champion. I don't think it It wasn't out of spite for Brock Lesnar. That no, couldn't he got be awarded, right. He got awarded the belt, remember? There was a certain guy who had the belt and there was... Allegedly, there was this match that happened and Randy won it, but he was awarded the belt. Yeah, and they also decided to get the belt not because they were mad that Brock Lesnar decided to do football. Yeah, we don't we don't mention the other guy that he won the belt off of. And well, and all, um, I, although I do love how they were pretty much saying, "Hey, um, you were off getting tans and having sex with Dixie Carter." Wait, no. Whoa, <laughs> Wait, whoa! They got raunchy like that. What? <laughs> Never mind. No, you you were with Dixie Carter and having tans in Florida, while I was RKOing people all over the place. And then the greatest, just the greatest burn in all of wrestling history. AJ Styles calls Randy Orton's RKO a cheap diamond cutter. Yes, I can feel the fucking burn. I, I thought we were talking about Randy needing help the entire way, because it was just one of those things where it's like, nah, Randy didn't need help the entire way. Wait a minute, evolution. Legacy. Legacy. Rated RKO. Rated RKO. The Authority. The, Wyatt, the Authority. The Wyatt. The Wyatt family. And it was like, damn, how many title belts did he win on his own? <laughs> and you just, you have this realization. It's like, damn, Randy's been helped the entire way. No, wait, wait. The Authority. The Wyatts. Backstage politics. <laughs> Dude, Randy... Oh my gosh, AJ was in rare form. Q Ronda Rousey coming in and saying, the only reason why Mr. Man, why Mr. Kennedy lost was because Cena ran the order and didn't like it backstage. He's, I thought it was drug problems. <laughs> she just comes in and just starts saying all these different things. Bruiser Brody got killed in Puerto Rico. No, and they, oh, yeah, they dude, hit that it. That was gruesome. That was gruesome. I heard about that. I know it was awesome. No, like you know, like Dude, they like, lured him <laughs> and stabbed him to death. You think I? About. You think I don't know about Bruce or Brody? Please. Oh, like she's gonna. She also walks in like Lex Luth, uh Lex Luger also didn't have a metal plate in his arm. They just really sold that uh, clothesline really well. Okay, so to wrap up, AJ proposed a challenge at, at the at the moment of SmackDown. I believe they made it official, but at the moment of SmackDown, they hadn't officiated the match for WrestleMania. 
but it's pretty much but it's pretty much semi-confirmed at this it point. should be it should be official should but be next, official right now but next week we should get like one big confirmation because you know they're gonna start giving you all the wrong no they no they confirm stuff on social media all the time now i'm pretty sure it's confirmed now i should start i should start following them on social media then um, oh, congratulations, WWE, for reaching 1 billion subscribers in a combination of Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Extremely technical. It's very specific, but I'm sorry, do you have a billion? I'm sure that there's no crossover whatsoever. Do you have a billion people following the average mark? No. So, I mean, do they have a billion people in the U.S. following them? <laughs> Shanti is all I have to tell you. <laughs> Man, don't get me started on T-Series. Don't get me started on T-Series versus PewDiePie. I think I shunned. I told about that. I told about that about that before, man. That that's just fucked up. I'm sure. I'm sure those numbers aren't inflated by the people of Sean. Look up T series. Anyway, Oscar took on Sonya the Bill. Is this gonna be what? what, what is this gonna be a triple threat? Is this- uh, at this point, I think you're right. It's a triple threat because okay. that's what I was thinking. I mean, who else is Oscar gonna face? Lacey Evans. <laughs> oh snap! You know she wasn't in this. <laughs> she wasn't in this show. Hey, machinery wasn't on Raw. What happened to you? Do you really want to do this where are they now thing now? Can we not? Oh, man, you gave me like the biggest smile. Because I'm going to start with the headline. Where's Lars? (laughs) No, you know where Lars is. In Denver for some reason. He's getting, because he needs to get like psychological help or something like that. It's very, it's very extreme apparently. It's very rough. But other than that, man. Dude. He spent so much time in full cell. Why is this? Why? Why is this an issue now? Like he's gonna get called up. He's gonna make more money, and they're gonna hold their. They're gonna hold his hand getting into this. He was gonna get the biggest push out of everyone. Well, I mean, you can't control. You can't control people's mentalities. It could be like Morello. Like we didn't know. Nobody knew. No. 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 Okay, fine. You heard JBL ripping him throughout all of the SmackDowns. You heard it. With with Lars, it was just he disappeared. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to get into it because it's it's it goes to the territory that I am nowhere qualified to talk about. No, no, no. I get it. I mean, if it's a mental issue, it's a mental issue. But to me, it's like, dude, you did full sale NXT. I'm sure you guys did live events. Like, anxiety is gonna last you how many months? And they're in a sticky situation about what they can say and how they react to them, and they're not gonna release them. No, cause that'd be bad. That that be that be bad PR right there. Oh, I was talking about you know the 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 Mark saying going AEW. All right, and Lars Lars is not an AEW guy, and you know it. They just it, they just don't take random people. It's just <laughs> okay. You get what I'm saying. Right. I, I I hope you're going somewhere. So the story throughout the night is that uh, Kofi is that they really need to get and understand why why Mr. Man. Want to go to Kofi right now? No, well, I'm talking about Charlotte Becky. Yeah, but no, I'm saying t- I'm talking about the overlining arc of the night, which was just Vince McMahon. Oh yeah, yeah. Vince has this announcement about Kofi's WrestleMania WWE Championship. Daniel Bryan walks out. Daniel Bryan walks out with Eric Rowan wearing another sweet metal jacket. Was a Metal's Religion shirt. That was great. I I love I, I love I love keeping track of Eric Rowan's shirts, man. That man looks like they just tell him to dress like he wants to dress. Um, and so Daniel Bryan's having a tag team match later tonight, and Mister Man's gonna dress a new they think. Um, so my problem with the way they're doing this Becky Charlotte Ronda storyline, it, 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 it's completely thrown off balance because of Ronda. 
No. Also, the fact that Ronda has to be stuck in Raw while the other two cut their own promos on SmackDown. And feels, they can still go to Raw. Feels real. And they can still go to Raw and cut the promos. But Ronda's too good for SmackDown. She she goes. They like, should write that in the storyline. <laughs> it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the worst plot twist that we had so far. But but the problem I was having with this is that they thrown off the dynamic of the triple threat. Is you didn't agree before, but the way they had it balanced before was great. Charlotte was your your polarizing heel. Becky was supposed to be your polarizing babyface, and Ronda's kind of in the middle. But now that Ronda's your polarizing heel and Becky's supposed to be your polarizing face, but she's uh, she's definitely not as over as she was before and Charlotte's still playing heel. This whole thing is a giant mess and there's no way that it doesn't turn into these two ganging up on Becky to try to stop her from winning the, from winning the championship. Yeah, and because Becky has to win and she has to beat Ronda by submission. It's just going to make Ronda. She doesn't have to beat her by submission. She has to win. Yeah, but, but either way, her winning is just going to make Ronda look like a massive joke. No, it won't. Yeah, because guess what? It's scripted. Like, unless unless they do a Johnny Nitro, unless they do a Johnny Impact thing and Austin Aries thing where after Becky beats her, she just gets Stop, up. That was a legit, that, that was some legit shooting going on between Johnny Mundo and... <laughs> In Austin Aries. Oh, yeah. Ronda just gets up, just no sells anything, just leaves. That massive ramp. I quit. <laughs> I quit. Oh, man. This doesn't work good for radio, does it? It's okay. Anyway, so that's pretty much it. I don't think we need to talk about the actual promo because that's pretty much our it, big gripe with it. it it's okay. And it's that's okay. Gonna it be, doesn't really do too much. And that's going to be a big gripe heading even, I think, until until the following weeks. That's just going to be a big gripe. So we could even stop. We could even, unless something more happens, we can even skip these segments altogether. Unless Ronda starts becoming a bit more entertaining with these things. Dude, I was putting my notes together and then I realized, oh, snap, Ronda had a promo and I didn't write about it. Because this, this feud is just kind of transcended. And part of it's me not having much interest in it. Yeah, true. So then uh, the rest of SmackDown was... They've booked it all to hell, dude. They've booked it to hell. You have no idea. You want to do You want to do a retroactive then? We, we should do a retrospect on like just Ronda's role to Mania. Just how Why Ronda? Why not Becky's role to Mania? What about the... I think Becky is more interesting. Well, we definitely can't do Charlotte because she's just shoehorned in. So yeah, I think we could do that. What are we? What, what like was like twenty minutes? Like a twenty minute conversation? We can I do could, that. I could see that. I could see that. Just just the thing is, uh, the thing is, I mean, Rhonda's kind of interesting, but to me, she's not as interesting as Becky. But they, but that's the thing. It's just they just play such a strong. It's it's just it's just such a towering figure that needs to be addressed. Especially because guess what? She is in the match. It's almost as if she's champion. I know, right? It's almost like she. Didn't want the title until she got the fight. Oh, you know what? I'm confusing myself as to keep on talking about this. It's almost as if she didn't have any legitimate contenders going after that belt. Nah, let's talk about the rest of SmackDown. It's almost as if her title reign isn't as good as they think it is. Nah. No. Her biggest challenge was probably Nikki Bella at Evolution leading up to this point. And the only challenge that was was to get Nikki to do a good match. Nikki can do good matches. She's more limited now because of the injury, though. You're right. Nikki can, but uh, Ronda can't. Ew. 
and I get my one singer. What are you talking about? That whole pay-per-view top to bottom was really good. In fact, it was what we agreed was a pay-per-view of the night because of our uh, video. Yeah, and if there was a horrible match on that card that wasn't involving Alicia Fox. If if we we last if we last a year, I'm gonna clean up that video, release it, and then release our review of twenty nineteen. Can can you stop opening the door and letting everybody know that this is officially not episode seven? Because you're doing that. Fine. Because you're doing that. Fine. Go fuck yourself. Um, Okay, let's talk about the rest of this heavy tag team-based night. Because then we got Samoa Joe and Andrade versus Ray and R-Truth. So, where is this heading? It's heading to WrestleMania. For Joe. Is it going to be a fatal four-way, which I wouldn't mind? Or are they just going to keep it a one-on-one? And if it is, who should take it from? We're going to do whatever we decide to do at WrestleMania. Now, I heard John Cena's kind of being hinted at but there's he's also revolving around the Kurt Angle thing where do you want him versus where he's gonna actually go uh I think he's going to go to Kurt Angle I wanted Kurt Angle to do a match with Daniel Bryan but we're doing Kofi which I don't mind but I would have loved to see Daniel Bryan and Kurt Angle just doing a match be his last match Bryan could beat him be awesome do you remember last year's mania where um Kurt Angle came back for the first time and they did a three team with Ronda (laughs) no they did a 360 video pack with their 360 video in the WWE um YouTube channel where it was it's a very interesting video I don't know if they still have it up but it's Daniel Bryan and Triple H sitting on a chair sitting sitting on a table and they're just talking and they're pretty much just they're just going over what a match between them would be like like they're talking about the moves that they would use how would they reverse it I actually haven't seen this I'd be interested yeah, it's actually really interesting. Because just- ever since the business was somewhat opened to me, I've always been interested in how they put these pieces together. So I would definitely like to give that a look. And then Rhonda breaks into the door and tells you, see, here's the script of how they were going to do it. I told it's not you. Like, it's not like UFC. It's not like UFC where we do things and it's real fights. It's not predetermined. It's not fake. So who, who do you think you should take on Joe? They're hinting Rey Mysterio. I don't want that. I kind of want uh, not our truth because the only other legit guy is just Andrade. But they're both heels. But Samoa Joe already attacked I, Andrade. I think this is a multi-person match. Whether I like it or not, I think this is a multi-person match. Is Joe losing or retaining at Mania? We should at least get one heel victory, but at least I feel like maybe Andrade. I want Joe to retain... At Mania, this should be his first match at Mania. Yes. Should be his first match. Multi, uh, was he in the Battle Royale? In the Andre the Giant? Good God, no. Okay. That's an abyss, dude. I hope not. Okay. My memory sucks. No, your memory the sucks? The only thing I remember is Vince McMahon swerving everybody and not having Roman win that Universal Championship until SummerSlam. And then swerving everybody by having everybody think that Braun Strowman was going to cash in. So everybody cheered without realizing that they were cheering for Roman. And he was like, just fucking out the door. Oh, yeah. And they cut feet immediately. <laughs> I love that. That was evil. Classic WWE. Anyway, we finished the night with two with uh, Mustafa Lee and Kevin Owens versus Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. I gotta admit, I'm not feeling face Owens. It took me one week. It's it, it's not vibing with me either. I think this man needs to go heal. Uh, so that's pretty much it. Um, and then let's talk about the new day thing. So 
they're uh they're pretty much repeating the Daniel Bryan storyline, aren't they? Best storyline. Best storyline. We're two di- very different sides of the pond in this one. Well, this works. I mean, I will say all they took was one promo and I'm behind it. Don't, don't get me wrong. They can still overbook this. They can still they can still destroy it like they did the, the women's triple threat. But right now, it works. It's still on the nice middle ground. Although I'm not a fan of what's going to happen next week. And I'll tell you now. Kidding me? Okay, here's my justification. Ready? So, okay, Kofi gets to go on another gauntlet match. Okay, but my problem is that he's going up against the bar. No problem. They can lose. They're, they're the bar. Okay. But then he's going up against Eric Rowan. Okay, that's just Danny Bryan's lack. I think Eric Rowan's going to be the last guy. I think the way they were introduced is how they're going to be ordered. But then he's taking on Joe and Randy Orton. Two people that have WrestleMania matches and they have to look strong. Kofi can't beat them. Nope, nope, nope. This is where you're wrong. Joe's been beaten before. Randy's definitely been beaten before. They will not lose any. But Joe's United States champion. Does not matter. It, he has nothing you to do with Kofi. You know who else is United States champion? R-Truth. R-Truth. Who was United States champion before him? Nakamura? <laughs> that belt, it, it, it's okay. No, no, Trust Rusev. Me, it's okay. No, Rusev was champion before that. No. <laughs> R- yeah, no, you're right. You're right. No, you're right. Nakamura. I'm saying, man, I don't like, I don't like adding some more Joe. You're Randy. trying to tell me about how prestigious this belt is, and you couldn't tell me who the champ was. I don't like it. I'm sorry. I'm not a fan. Anyway, so that's so that's pretty much it. We're gonna see where this goes next. We're gonna see where this goes next. Just, week. just great promos between him and Vince McMahon. I really like this story. I think they're doing well. I understand that it's the Daniel Bryan story, and they have to do it every time they want to do a babyface. To me, it works. They haven't overbooked it yet. Okay. Well, we'll see on the road to Mania. So, guess that's it for SmackDown. Pretty good SmackDown. I really liked it. I've been enjoying SmackDown consistently. I really have. They've been they've been doing very good. All right, Quincy, that means you know what I mean? you know what time it is? It means I talk over you while you kind of talk about what 205 Live is doing? No, it's time for you to shut the hell up while I grab my hot mic. Yep, go right over to the corner and talk about what's going on in the ether known as 205 Live that no one's watching. So 205 Live started with four promos from all the, from all the contenders. Uh, Drew Gulak, of course, had the best promo. Then it kind of went a little downhill. They so kept on going because it just dragged on way too much. And then we started the match with right at the back, Oni Lorcan versus Cedric Alexander. A great a great physical match. Uh, Cedric Alexander tried to put it away early, thinking that he really needed to stop Oni Lorcan from getting momentum. But then Oni Lorcan hit him with like three half and halves, even one for the top rope. And Cedric got that John Cena power where he just kicked out of everything. One Lombard, one Lombard check later, and Cedric won. And again, Oni Lorcan, he was my boy, but you know, Cedric is going to the finals. My only complaint about this match was that Aiden English said that Oni Lorcan beat the handsome Humberto Horio, and I do not approve of that. He's not handsome. Next match, we got the bar promo where he feels betrayed that he's not in the tournament. Then we got a Mike Canellis promo where he feels betrayed that he's not in the tournament. And then we have the match. Uh, Mr. Buzz Lightyear himself, Tony Nese versus the man, Drew Gulak. Whoa, gimmick infringement, gimmick infringement. All right, all right, fine. And you know it was a rough match when Drew Gulak decides to do drop kicks. Granted, that man, that man does hideous drop kicks. 
but that's just part of his gimmick. Tony Nese, uh, we know for a fact that Tony Nese has never beaten Drew Gulak. That is a fact. Um, and Tony Nese won. It was it was a victory. I don't really care too much about about Buzz Lightyear, but in the end of the day, he's gotta take on uh, Buddy so you're Murphy. Pretty high on him when you picked him last week, and I picked Gulak. <laughs> just pointing that out. No, I said that I knew he was gonna win. That's it. So what? So you can just drop the Cedric? Yeah. No, no, no. I what? You're, what they're gonna go with Tony Nese for Spuddy Murphy at the WrestleMania pre-show? Yes, that is that is the story that I've been building up. That is happening. No. Yes. No. Yes. Oh, are you kidding me? They were they were best friends. It makes total sense that Tony Nese won, especially after that fucking yeah, but he, yeah. Especially after that fucking match they had against Noam Dar. But, but he's gonna go like either way. To me, Tony Nese is losing. You know what? Either way, he's losing. We'll see next week. Because I'll tell you right now, if he beats Buddy Murphy at WrestleMania, I'd be scared because that's another guy going to SmackDown Live. Oh, yeah. A show where people are watching. And maybe they can finally give Buddy Murphy a real shirt. A good shirt. Not that hideous, hideous fucking shirt. That doesn't mean anything. Neville was on the main roster and they gave him his hideous shirt. This was even uglier. I show you. You see the uglier than King of the Cruiserweights. It's pretty much his logo, just shitty photoshopped into a shirt. It looks like a WWE 2K. It looks like a 2K19. I got it from the internet and I put it on a shirt design. It's bad. Anyway, let's talk about NXT. Um, so I only saw most of NXT. I didn't. I missed the main event. So walk me through this. Uh, yeah, I'll try to. I'll try to wrap up NXT pretty quickly. We set everything down as far as Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic final. Like it or not, the Forgotten Sons are in the final. I gotta say one thing about the Forgotten Sons though. Um, Dash Wilder. I love how uh that's the name? No, not Dash Wilder, I'm sorry. Who's the dude? Who's the dude? Blake? Blake? Is it Blake? Blake and Murphy. Blake and Murphy, right? Is it? Yeah, Blake and Murphy. Is it Wesley Blake? Wesley Blake. So I love how those Or is it Steve Cutler? (laughs) I love how I saw their pictures before when they were like a tag team. And then I saw them now and their bodies grew in two very different directions. That's because one of them had a kid. (laughs) No, yeah, he didn't have the kid. But you can but like that belly. Well, 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 the dad bod comes with the dad. So we've got so we've got Forgotten Sons in a okay match with Mustache Mountain. I'd, I'd say it's definitely a disappointment, being that it's Mustache Mountain. Yeah, I have a problem with. For, I know I know this is meant to push the Forgotten Sons because they're making it. Like for what I'm getting it's here, as if you were told this earlier. Fuck off. <laughs> Stop. What are you, Rhonda? It's pretty. No, Rhonda would have told you that they taped this <laughs> once a month. At full sale, you can find all of the results on the dirt sheets. Ricochet and Alistair aren't fighting three matches in a row, guys. <laughs> anyway, no. So my problem is that the Forgotten Sons, it, it feels like the competition is meant to have them over, uh-huh. but they're not over. No, the competi- the competi- they're not over because they don't have a mic piece. They don't have a mic piece and they don't have a personality. And the tournament isn't going to give them that. It's going to give them consistent wins, but it's not going to give them... It's not gonna give them the. It's not gonna give them the the attention, the spotlight. Well, it's gonna give them the spotlight, but it's not gonna give them the presence that they need. They need to pull it out of themselves. 
So they have what three weeks to try to get over? Uh, I think the final is two weeks. Okay, so that it's so okay, they're not winning anyway. <laughs> um, I will say my favorite my favorite segment was when they showed the backstage. Um, Dijakovic tried to oh, take yeah. I, I wrote that down because I actually messed up last week. I didn't mention it at all. They've been low key building these two to face off against each other, and they're supposed to have their face off next week. But let's talk about the best part of that segment. The cameo by Guggenheinen. Oh. oh, you're talking about last week's segment. No, this week's segment. And no. the, the, when they were the Performance Center. No, that was a replay of last week's segment. Oh, I told you, they didn't smack. I didn't see NXT last week. Yeah, I messed up and forgot that last week. That was actually from last week. The the cameo of Bugenhagen. Bugenhagen. I love awesome. Bugenhagen. Yeah, I love it. It's awesome. He's awesome. All right, next. I know. I think uh, Io Shirai took on um, Bianca Belair. Oh, yeah. That match ends in no contest because Shayna, who was on commentary, went over and destroyed everyone. Wasn't necessary to have Shayna go over everybody? Cause well, then that- it led to the booking that they wanted to do because Kyrie Sane comes down there and tries to help and she gets destroyed. She, cho- she chokes out Kyrie. <laughs> she chokes out Io Shirai. And apparently she chokes out Bianca Belair. And due to the beautiful Kathy Kelly, we have learned that there's going to be a fatal four-way. Keep in your pants, Take you pervert. It's okay. I'm already on now, Shirai train. Oh, no. I, I had to go somewhere after Nikki Cross went up into main roster and disappeared. Ew. With sanity. Gross. You, I, you, <laughs> I have awesome taste. Okay? Don't you do that. No, you don't. I have awesome taste. No, You're you... over here talking about Finn Balor. <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura. Thank you very much. Um. So, again, it's a fatal four-way, but at this fatal point... Four-way. At this point... Isn't already probably she just beat the shit out of all of them? That was her logic. Not none of these women have a right to face her. Yes. So the so Io Shirai just because she's new and fresh. Um, Bianca Belair is completely undeserved. Yeah, because she's completely no, undeserved. She got, her, she got her ass beat at the last one, and yeah, she's delusional. That that that's her thing. She's delusional, and she's delusional. And Kyrie saying because she like beat her before, I guess. Kyrie Sane never got the rematch. So is this uh is this a storyline that's earned or is it because it's we don't for Kyrie and Eo and Bianca Belair is kind of there just to be there? Is she gonna take the pin? Uh, I would hope so. I one hundred percent believe that Shayna's losing that belt and she's not gonna be pinned. All right, so let's talk about the she doesn't ma- have to. So let's talk about uh Mad Riddle versus uh. Oh, you're talking about the segment, Matt Riddle and, and Adam Cole, baby. The best part about that segment is that it feels like Adam Cole just realized that he accidentally booked himself to fight Matt Riddle. Oh, yeah. He was like super, he was like super worried after it. He was like, oh my God, what did I just do? It's like, like, oh my God, Matt Riddle exposed, exposed me, bro. Like, I am all talk. <laughs> Matt Riddle, I don't know how I feel about his promo skills. He sounds like a rocket power character. Here's the thing. If you're going to go to Matt Riddle and try to get try to get him to be as great as Keith Lee or as great as Tommaso Ciampa or Gargano, I know, bask in his glory. Got to stop Charlotte because Charlotte was trying to steal his gimmick a few weeks ago. Oh, no. But if you're going to go to if you're going to go to Matt Riddle trying to find that, you won't find it. But what you will find is someone who is genuinely himself. And that's part of what makes him likable. Yeah, he's a writer on a mission, action, and a did. And if you and if you known his past before, he kind of sounds stoned. 
oh boy, yeah. He he sounds like he plays a lot of Tony Hawk. I I might I might he might be I might get a Matt Riddle shirt to wear to take over. I, Don't do it. Why not? Because I bought a Matt Riddle shirt already. No! I bought the original Pro shirt. You did. Fuck you! The swerve! Genuine reaction. This was not discussed before. I have been betrayed once again. How spectacular, Spooderman. <laughs> oh, our friendship has just been me stabbing you in the back. Now we can. <laughs> okay, and the, ma- the main event is a great main event. Like, you slept on a good match. It was Alistair Black, Ricochet, well, sorry, Ricochet versus the DIY. Yeah, I figure that sounds like a good match. Very good match. A lot of back and forth. It's perfect. I can't, I'd spend too much time sitting here talking about it. But what we do need to speak about is the, 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 the segment after. Because Gargano gets injured and um, it's like a knee injury that he's playing. And he's, he's had Ciampa go in and Ciampa's the one who takes the pin for the loss. They pinned the champ? They pinned the champ. I, I know, it's weird. They pinned the champ. And you, you've got Candice who's come out to check on him. And you've got Ciampa checking out on him. And it's it's very weird because you've got Ciampa and Candice LeRae helping Johnny up the ramp. Because he's injured and he's doing that. And they're, they're up there and they're looking you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and Ciampa's like and then he's like nah you're my buddy I'm not gonna throw you into the LED and then Johnny's like surprise throw you right into the LED and starts beating him down Cancer Ray smiling you 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 can tell that this was obviously a setup between them Gargano's faked the injury so so Gargano being being uh possessed by the symbiote is he full-on black suit Johnny Gargano now no, I, I think this is at the point where, to to quote to quote Spider Man, um, what what is it like Spider Man three? Got to speak about that god awful movie. We've gotten to that point where the bell is ringing and the symbiote suit is falling off, and he's starting to remember who he is. You could have just quoted the episode of, of Spider Man and the. Uh, I, I didn't get that far in Spectacular Spider Man, sir. No, I'm talking about ninety four, bitch. Have you? Have you not seen Spider-Man 94? Spider-Blood, Spider-Blood, radioactive Spider-Blood. Really? We're going to have a grudge match. I fucking hate you. We're going to have a grudge match about this, sir. fucking hate you. Like, I'm so surprised that this came up on the podcast. (laughs) We're going to have a grudge match about this. (laughs) Oh, man. No one's going to know what the fuck we're talking about. But it was, um... I'm kind of mixed about this setup because it was obvious. It was obviously the setup for Gargano and Champa, and Champa having the neck surgery. We'll we'll find out later what happens. So knowing what we know so far, is it just gonna be one of those things where they're gonna just have Champa cut a promo where he has to release? Do, do, the do title? you want to know? I don't think you should speak about it over the podcast. But all right, fine. I won't. I, I kind of don't want to know yet. We'll talk about it off stage. Okay. Okay. 
so um, mixed about the way they set this up and that's how they end the show and it's like Johnny Johnny Gargano's proud and he's like Johnny Wrestling's back and I am who I am and it's like you, you, you get the idea that he's got one over on Ciampa when are they gonna settle on Johnny Gargano wrestling when are they gonna settle on that because you know when he goes to main roster he's just gonna be Johnny I'm so scared I don't want him to go to main roster or oh, wrestling or Gargano just and, and in this corner wrestling <laughs> Live on Tool 5 Live. Gargano. Johnny Gargano. This man is doing a little good work, isn't he? Uh, so I guess that's it for the week in wrestling, because we're not reviewing Fastlane at all. Um, it's not. It's not. So, it's always Superstar of the Week. Dave Batista. Yeah. I stole your Superstar of the Week, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, no, no, you got it, you got it. I'll do, I'll do Dave Batista, because you love me some Dave Batista. Um... Match of the week. <sighs> Shit. I want to... S- no, see, I was going to say Io Shirai versus Bianca, but that's a no DQ, and I hate when it ends like that. You know what? Fucking Drew McIntyre versus uh, Dean Ambrose. Oh, my God, dude. You're god off. I know, because I just complained about how I don't like DQ. Okay. I don't like extreme rules like that. So I'll pull something I'll pull something off fast lane. My match of the week is actually Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens versus Mustafa Ali. Triple threat. Fine, I thought we weren't reviewing Fastlane. We aren't reviewing it. You said match of the week. Fastlane was technically in this week, and I chose the match. Ew, are you one of those people that starts their week on a Sunday? Looks at his calendar. Oh, you fucker. Who <laughs> looks at his calendar. Bro, you disgust me sometimes. Anyway, you anyway, you guys don't disgust me, and you guys can catch us next week. As always, is your host, Savage Lily, and my co-host, Quincy Smart. Quincy. Achoo.